0: Everybody, welcome to another Rational Passions presents. In this case, it is me, Alex O'Neill. I'm with uh, Mr. Brian Notchian Jackson. Hello, Notchian. Hey. <laughs> <Yeah, hi. laughs> we um, this is absolutely spontaneous for the moment. Uh, so forgive us if it is a little off the rails. Um, hopefully this will go out in some form. We actually have a feed for random dumb shit now, so uh, it fits. Uh, we're gonna talk about you and I recently uh from from your kind of kickoff to it, uh did tweeted out big long Twitter threads of our personal favorite fifty games of all time. Um and this is a website about video games. Or so I've been told. So <laughs> might as well talk about it. Uh I do want to start because like so the, you did this pretty much unprompted to anything as far as I know. Um I did this because you asked me to do it as like recon, reconciliation for a failed or a bet that I lost uh on the podcast if you listen to rational passion podcast you should listen to it if you don't um what prompted you to do this option
1: um it's, it's just like um uh, i think it's because like um me thinking about like gaming of the generation uh, like it was like uh, just like just like a general thought about that and like i was thinking like some of my favorite games of like the last few years and like um like uh, i think like I think I had Overwatch like on my personal top ten of like uh, 2016 when that came out or something like that, too. and then and then I was thinking like um it, like it wasn't like the high up on the list or anything like that. Like like I, like Overwatch was your favorite game that year, and I was thinking like, would you consider it a game of the gener- in the generation? Like and it probably is, but like at the same time, it was, like would it be like a personal thing or would it just be like an or an influential, influential type of thing? Mm-hmm. And it's like what do I think about personally? When what and what do I think about like an impact type of thing? And that's like that's what made that kind of messy. And I was like, no, nah, I don't really want to think about like um uh, something that's like influential. I want to think more about like something that's just me personally and like what people can generally grasp from it. Like um what, but people like generally like uh how would they know me more of a person by like saying like what are some of my favorite games basically? And like um you know there it is. Mm. I I. I just put that on to myself. And, like, I just specifically 50 said, like, a 10. Because, like, 10 is, like, the usual like People say, oh, these are my top 10 games. And, like, oh, okay, like, you get the general thing. But I think 50 is, like, an actual, like, challenge. Because it's not too much. And it's not too many for, like, something I feel like. um Well, it, it is a little much. I, I, should, I should change that. Like, um it's, like, an actual challenge of, like, what you want to actually represent and put on the list. If you want to, like... If you want to like say something like about a game that like you feel like it's really good but like maybe isn't really up there, that's like that's kinda of, like why Valhalla like really made it. A game I never finished, but like a game that like made a really big impact on me when I played it you know, back in 2016, I think that was. <laughs> so like um um like I I adore that game. I still haven't beaten that game. I still wanna go back to that game. It's coming out on PS4 next week. Um maybe I'll actually beat it then, but like um my time with it. And like, um, my thoughts about that game is like, it just like it's really powerful. Or I think about it constantly, and it's like I just wanted to say something about it.
0: Yeah, I get that. And like, I think another thing about the top fifty list, and it's something I found when I was making my list, is it is more all encompassing. Um, we joked about like on the, I think it was, I think it was episode four twenty on the the podcast before I posted my list how like what is a good bottom 25 game what's a good top 25 game and like on your personal spectrum like how do you determine that right mhm um and i like i think the like my top 15 was the tightest i would say like that when i was ultimately making the list uh i think like 16 to 25 there's some interchangeable um games in there like they could probably move around pretty comfortably uh and then 26 to 50 is is pretty loosey-goosey but i i feel good about it um and i feel like i kind of represented just about everything i wanted to represent there Mm -hmm. um i was bummed like uh i tweeted out like some like behind the scenes stuff and i had some shots of like the google doc a lot of people found it very funny that my like interim number 51 was detroit become human um but I was pretty bummed that I couldn't like have a Quantic Dream game on there because I'm a big fan of their games and how they make games. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, it did it didn't fit. Uh, it's funny. So I'm, I pulled up. We did uh, as like a end of the show segment for a little while in the pre-Bets era of Rational Passions podcast. We did each of our personal games of the generation. Oh, that's uh, right. And I I pulled up mine just to see if those games would be there. And just about all 10 of my games of the generation are on my top 50 list, except for Fallout 3. Mm -hmm. The 10th on my list. So I I feel like, and again, I I didn't reference that when I made my top 50 list. Uh, So I feel like that was pretty spot on. But my games of the generation were Last of Us, Dark Souls, Bioshock, Spelunky, Mass Effect 2, Journey. Tales of Vesperia, Gone Home, Call of Duty Four, and Fallout Three. Uh so one through nine are all on my my top fifty list. Mm. In a different like Bioshock is pretty low on the list, all things considered. Uh, but that's cool. Do you remember yours? Um I, I don't
1: really remember mine, honestly. I remember like uh um,
0: your number one was.
1: Uh it was probably Mass Effect 2. Uh yeah. I remember um, Allie being on the episode um, when I did mine, so like, because uh, I remember he talked about Mass Effect, and like Mass Effect One was her favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just can't, um, I can't really remember mine off the top of my head. But I'm pretty sure I have them all represented on here.
0: Yeah the uh, the other noted ones that I wanted to have on my list were Heavy Rain and Catherine, and I think it's funny that Quantic Dream games just have this never ending, <laughs> almost on the list uh, reputation with me. Um.
1: So, yeah. would you put would you put a quadrant game over something like I, I not something like, but uh, over until dawn, uh, until, until dawn, until <laughs> dawn.
0: Yeah. Uh. I I would probably pick Detroit over until dawn, um, because I think they they fill very similar holes in the industry, uh, and I think Detroit, and I, I'm on record saying this, I think Detroit does like the choose your own adventure narrative. With like multiple char- playable characters, the best of any of those games, uh-huh. um, and it it is the most meaningful. Whether you think it's appropriative or not, uh, and that's like a, I think it's difficult to, to be a fan of that game uh, and not seem problematic. And I think that's a bummer because I think there's like there's we talked about it a lot on IPP, but there's heart and there's a there's soul and there's like more than just David Cage in that game very clearly. Mm-hmm. Uh More so than any other game. So yeah, I, I would want to represent one of those games.
1: It's uh, funny that you say um, Catherine too, because Catherine was like on my top fifty. On, like when I looked at my face list, that's, that was my reference. Uh, my face was like Catherine's maybe yeah, Like
0: I'm gonna bring that up in a minute. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> yeah, Catherine was probably like um, it was it was like surprisingly. High. I think it was like around like maybe like in the twenties or something like that. Um, not that the game like really like um lost impact with me, uh, obviously for a recent reason or anything like that, but, like, um, and, like, obviously, I, I keep bringing about Erica, um, especially in, in recent events, because, like, um, that was, that character did a lot for me as a person, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't know, like, um, I guess being more exposed to Persona games, because, like, um, Persona 4 was, like, the only one I played at the time, I think. No, I think... Did I play Catherine before Persona?
0: Catherine was 2011, right? I feel like you did play Catherine before Persona, but they were close. Um, Catherine might have been 2012. I think that was 2011. Let's see. Catherine video game. Uh, Wow. No search results. Come on, y'all. Work with me.
1: Yeah, we never talked about it when I was on the show as far as game of the year.
0: 2011, yeah, February 2011.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Uh Well, I mean, to be fair, you joined in 2012, so... Yeah, that's what I meant. That's, that's all yeah. I meant. <laughs> so, it would have not been in the Goaty discussions that year. Yeah, it but like... Kath- Catherine is a difficult game to discuss now, I will say.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um... Mm. Uh, but still, like, um... Like, I remember, like, um... The talk about Catherine around the time was like, there's never really been a game like this because it's like it's about a mature subject and it's like, um, talking like, um, you know, like about relationships and dating and stuff like that and stuff like that and like there was nothing like a game like that before, which I agree with, but like you know, like in recent times we have similar games like that. We have games like Florence and other things like and that. Yeah, like
0: indie games. Like, it's definitely yeah. in a very specific niche, like that. Exactly.
1: And then, like, nailing more than Catherine did, because obviously, you got Super Anime near the end of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, it's like um, they keep the tone, like, you can say, do the entire thing rather than like being sporadic, like Catherine is. I still like Catherine a lot, but, like, um, you, you know, it's just. Um, yeah, like I guess the game just kind of kind off for me a little bit.
0: Yeah, I, I I still love that game a lot too. I mean, like the full body edition and kind of the the problems it adds. Aside, like I think that original game is like such a neat idea. Like mm-hmm. the the block puzzles, like as like a climbing puzzle game. Like I I don't know any other game quite like it. You know, obviously there's Cubert, but even that's different. Um, but it's it's that like wrapped up in this like. It's got such a good style. It's got such a good aesthetic, um, and the the art and look of that game is obviously so good. And then you know we look at Persona Five and see how how much Catherine influenced that game visually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like that that certainly helps as well. It, it brings it up at least in my book. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think that game's still cool, mm-hmm. uh, even if it has uh, kind of socio so, social problems and social issues about it. Um, I think it is a is a nice little time capsule, indeed. Um, yeah. I mean, one thing I wanted to bring up in in 2012 when you joined IPP, uh, for for folks that I'm sure don't know, never remembered because they never knew it. Um, <laughs> you had us all do this, w- like make our profiles on this website. It was it was all five of us at the time. Um, or I guess six of us, including you. Uh, you had Evan, myself, Scott. Tony and Joe, all the hosts, all the other hosts at the time, make a unique gamer profile at UNIKGamer.com. No longer around. Uh, with our top twenty-five personal favorite games of all time. And it was like a fun little bonding exercise for us. We we all made it. Uh, I don't remember what anyone else's was. Uh, and then Unique Gamer uh transitioned over to a website called Faves List. Uh, and my profile still exists for that. I assume yours does too mm-hmm. um and that is kind of like where the the top uh twenty five list moved over to. What's cool is like they basically they the i guess the founder of the website died unfortunately um but uh they never kind of updated their database for first off on that, so the list kind of like did not age well mm mm-hmm. um but uh it's cool to go back and see that list have you ever gone back and looked at your list
1: yeah that's uh i i w- went to it recently just remember like um where i the last time i did a list like this is like where i placed everything at um yeah baseless is a c- cool site like it can just kind of <laughs> pardon the pun and it, it died off like um <laughs>
0: <laughs> the most morbid fun i love it
1: um it, it died off like kind of like four years ago honestly like um like a little, a little bit after like The Witcher Three, because I remember adding Witcher Three to that list, mm. and like, um, kind of came ready for The Last Guardian, um, and like, um, this one is like just kind of not really started updating and like didn't really like have a presence anymore. So like, um,
2: yeah,
0: yeah, it's fun for me to look at this list and see the games that are that were on this list. I was mean, a very different ranking uh, at the time, but like, I feel like when you're working with a top twenty-five versus a top fifty, I think you are. Gonna rank it a little bit differently. Um, but uh like things that are on this top twenty-five list, like XCOM Enemy Unknown for me, uh Super Smash Bros. Brawl. Um
1: Ooh, XCOM didn't make your list, did it?
0: Super Metroid, um Paper Mario, but that was a that was a mistake. Um and those are the only ones there that didn't make and I guess a link to the past technically was also replaced. And Mario Galaxy 2. Those are the ones that didn't make it. Didn't translate over to the the final list, and everything uh. is in a very very different order. Like there was like a kind of because w- when you told me I had to do this, like I, I really I really thought about it, and it was like, you know, I don't really care about Mario. Like that was like a thing that I had to reconcile making this list. Like, Mario but in, in general, <laughs> kind of in general, like like if I were to name my favorite platformers, like Mario would not be in the top ten, probably right. And mm-hmm. that's like that's a weird thing that I've only really... I only kind of learned about myself when I played Mario Galaxy, where it was like, man, this kind of platforming is not the kind of platforming that I necessarily love and adore, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Galaxy or Odyssey? Uh, Odyssey. W- when I was playing that... Um, you said Galaxy, I'm sorry. Oh, my bad. Um, but yeah, like... So th- then it was like kind of going back to the drawing board for me uh, with my list and just some of the, like... Because we... I when I when we did the the top ten or top twenty five lists on on Unique Gamer, uh, when I did mine, I just did like one game of each franchise, and mm-hmm. um, you were like, "All right, well, I'll do that too, fucker." Uh, <laughs> we that that kind of became the unspoken rule. Um, and keep in mind, like I typically I, I think of franchise not necessarily as like mario but like as like the mario platformers or 3d mario games versus 2d mario games uh-huh. like kind of independent series is within a franchise right like i wouldn't i wouldn't i i would put paper like paper mario a thousand year door is technically my favorite mario game but like i would want to represent like the platformer side of mario as well you know it's weird that if you you really lay and die on that hill but for the most part, I, I think that's a fun rule to work with because otherwise, I'd just have six Zelda games on my list.
1: Yes, yeah, similar. Like, like if I if I done it differently or did it like the way like it, like every individual game, like maybe Persona Four would be like right after Mass Effect Two. So like that would probably be like four or five, and like I don't even know where I would put Mass Effect One and Three, but they yeah. would definitely be on that list. So yes. it was like mm. yeah.
0: It's exactly. It's like I could have the three Persona f- persona games in my top five, or top ten, or whatever. Uh, and I could do that, but I think it's more interesting and it's more contemplative for the the person making the list to, one, pick one kind of representation of this franchise that you embody as your favorite, mm-hmm. and two, to only represent those franchises. So it is really kind of like a ranking of, of both uh, games and franchises to some extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though I'm sure there's, there's wiggle room there. Uh, so like, you know, that that was also a, a determining factor, I think, in, in why some things are the way they are and, and why some games aren't on the list at all, you know. Uh, there's no Mario 3 on my list when there was before, because I'm, like, I decided that, as far as Mario platformers go, like, 3D World is, is the goat for me. Um,
1: and, I love that, man. That's such a, not necessarily hot take, but, like, that's such a, like, a got like a unique thing, I would say, like, uh especially for you is like 'cause like that's the
0: game you always bring up. I've I noticed that over the years. Like you always bring up 3D World. I
1: bro. love that game.
0: Yeah, I, man. It's so like brilliant. Um and it's also like the only Mario game I've comfortably been able to play with one other person and have like a great time. Like it's So true, dude. <laughs> like like Ethan, like my roommate, who doesn't really play video games. Uh, except for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, which he plays like every week for no good reason. But um, <laughs> we we sat down and played that game together like a bunch of times, like several different sessions, just like a couple levels here and there. And he thought it was just so delightful. And it was so fun to like... The game is like approachable enough, but challenging enough that so that we, we, we could both play it and both keep up with it. It would still be interesting and engaging. Uh, yeah, I don't, like 3D World is just like it really was like me thinking about the time like cuz i went back to galaxy 2 not too long ago with with tony fun fact uh and I was like man like there're a lot of things like little things that, that i don't love about this game i don't think there's anything i don't love about Super Mario 3 world mhm uh and that that was like any you know i think with both our lists like we really tried to make it more personal too so like when i did all the tweets and made the thread like I tried for each tweet to have, like, this is, like, maybe a moment I've shared with this game, or, like, a very personal reason why it's here. Uh, and that that was, like, a big part of my thought process, too.
1: So, um, other than Detroit, um, is there any other games that you want to shout out that didn't quite make your list?
0: I fucked up, uh, and Paper Mario was on my list. Paper Mario 1000 Year Dory. It's a top 10 game for me, probably. I, w- I would say it's probably number 10. Uh, number 10, or it's between 7 and 10. Uh but while I was making my Google Doc, I think I highlighted, selected, and deleted it with a bunch of others by accident. So it, it was it's totally not on the list by complete accident. I ended up liking how everything panned out enough that I didn't want to go back and change it. Um but that's definitely one that's that's not there that should be. Um let's see.
1: Um like one for me. Um Cause like I, I was I really I was so close to getting on the list but I didn't even do it. Um, it was um Cuphead. Cuphead.
0: Yeah, Cuphead like, was one for me too.
1: Yeah, that, that that's like a it's a recent game, but like a game that like especially now that I'm playing it again. Um, I'm I've been playing it recently. I, I
0: talked about this on the show. It's you mentioned best. it briefly.
1: Oh, okay. But like um, I've been playing it with my best friend Tony. Um, on the Switch just, just to have a reason to play that game again, and like um, uh, he wasn't like apprehensive about it, but like he didn't know like what the hell the game was, but like when you saw how, like, you know, how challenging and old school it was, and, like, how we had to work together, like, we, when we got to the flower boss, um, like, it was maybe, like, an hour or two of us (laughs) just dying over and over again, but we just went and stopped. But that's that game, that's kind of Yeah, exactly, and, like, when we when we beat it together, we just like high fived each other, just like yeah, we were just like, well, all, we we were so jazzed about it. Like uh, that game just brings something out of you that I just like. uh, I just love about it so much.
0: Yeah, that is like a stamp your foot and scream and shout kind of game. Uh, yeah, Cuphead was uh on my shirt list that that did not end up making it. Shovel Knight was another one for me. Speaking mm, of the style mm. games. Shovel Knight I was is my game of the year in twenty fourteen. Uh, I probably wouldn't have put it that high, like retroactively but i I love the game at the time and and as someone who never has played a mega man game like that is a great like reason that was that was like the more deciding factor in anything that I went and like played Mega Man X that and brandt range but um you know stuff like that that kind of introduced me to the the format and the concept a little bit more um was and it's just a great game so mm-hmm. Overwatch honestly was one that I wanted to have on the list somewhere cause like I you know it, it's weird because there is a t- another timeline where Destiny 2 is not in my top 10 and Overwatch <laughs> is right? like where it's just kind of like flipped and it, it, and it is a tough thing cause like Overwatch and Destiny 2 are very similar and if I like honestly in like 6 months if I get way into Overwatch again and they maybe add a couple new, a couple more characters and stuff uh i would probably forget all about destiny 2 and only remember the bad parts of that game and like love overwatch as much as i do that game but like currently in this moment it's like i've nothing but fun kind of nostalgic memories for destiny and and a lot of negative memories with overwatch um <laughs> but like you know that's like my tony horvath game it's the game i love with a burning passion while i play it until i hate it you know <laughs> uh but yeah that's it's a tricky one cuz i've played so much of that game it was my game of the year at the time in 2016 uh, or 2017 2016 2016 um I I loved it with a a white hot intensity and then the love was gone the next day right Uh, and I've like gone back and and re-gotten into that game multiple times Um, so maybe I will again in the future but it's like right now I just don't feel great about that game uh, so it's hard for me to put on my list but that was a big thing that I think you and I both Stated a lot of like, hey, this could change any day, you know. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I, both of us, I think, have like some cheat slots where we have multiple games in one slot. For sure. Uh, what about you? and any other ones that you you really want on there that you couldn't fit? Uh,
1: like the, <laughs> like stuff like um, you know, the games that like I, I feel like were kind of me, like Crisis Core, a game that I haven't really beaten again. Um, though I've tried, like, multiple times, but, like, um, for me to, like, to play that game, like, not really knowing the context at first, and, like, obviously, Final Fantasy VII is on my list. Um,
0: Very happy about that.
1: Yes, 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 yes. But, like, there was something about, like, Crisis Core, especially for the time where, like, I had didn't really have the context other than, like, um, uh, what's it called? Advent Children? Yeah, Advent Children.
0: Hell yeah.
1: So, like, (laughs) um, for me to like adore that game as much as I did, um, and like, um, you know, it, it's it's so weird. It's so weird playing Final Fantasy VII, and like just like I, I get what people was like so weirded out about me. Now it's like you play Crisis Core all the way through, but yet
0: no, I mean, in Final it just it makes me so happy. I mean, I love your weird gaming tendencies more than like anything, As you know. <laughs> um, but it was like for me. Again, and it was it's a similar thing of, like, where I'm at with Scott and Tony with Sekiro. I didn't want to, like, over-push the point. So when you actually started playing it, I got, like, way too excited, but I tried to stay chill about it um, because I knew how weird it must be for you. Uh, Crisis Core, in and it of itself, is a very weird game with a <laughs> very weird story. There's, like, this weird, like, one of the ending cutscenes of that game is, like, this weird shot of, like, Uh, what's-his-face-in-the-red-coat, like, holding this corpse in a cave with flowers, and that's, like, the secret ending to Dirge of Cerberus to hint at Crisis Core. Like, the whole Final Fantasy lineage is so fucked and weird, Uh, but it's, like, such a fun ride, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. I think at this point, uh, well, maybe not. Uh, Like, I would say if you went back to Crisis Core now, there might be a little bit more urge to see it through. For sure. Um, but that story is like so separate um from Final Fantasy VII up until like the end, you know. Like obviously there's the moment uh in Nibelheim in Crisis Core and you get to live that and there's like an epic Sephiroth boss fight and whatnot. But for the most part, like Zach's story is is very different and, and very independent from Cloud's up until yeah. the end, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's a cool game. That's worth that's a good bottom fifty. Yeah, You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Um, the I have like a short list here. The other ones not on my list were Secret of Mana, uh, Jack and Daxter, slash Jack 2. I still love Jack 2. Even though it's probably bad still. Uh, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, just because we talked about it. Uh, Darksiders 1. And the one that I, I think above all these kind of like more weird picks um, that I really want to get on there in some way was Beyond Good and Evil. Mm. Which I, I love that game. Uh obviously it is back in the Zeitgeist because of Beyond Good and Evil 2.
1: When's the last time you played this? this? Is the HD um came out? Uh
0: I played it not that long ago. I would say I when a little after the HD collection came out, because I remember I didn't play it right away. Um so I I must I know I played it on 360. Um, but I feel like I might have gone back and replayed it. Uh, even more recently than that, but at the, at the latest, like 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I remember that game a lot better now since that replay. Uh, it's cool. You know, it's got a little bit of wind waker in it. It's got a little bit of star Fox in it. Uh, star Fox adventures specifically, which I, another game that got cut from my list that I wanted to get in there, mostly to jab at people. Um, it's, you know, it's got a, a lot of different DNA in it. Uh, it's got the photography system in it that's that's really rad very pokemon snap uh it's a special game and it's it's a a very formative game for me when i was younger because that was like the first time i thought it was like i had the conscious thought of like man it's really cool that there's a lady hero in this game instead of just another dude Mm -hmm. uh and that was like me being like 10 to 12 um and yeah i don't know it's a it's a game that subverts a lot of your expectations and and i think it's still very cool to this day um as far as i think that that might be it for games that we ended up cutting i do want to talk about the the list itself um for now sure. you're uh a few days removed uh how do you feel about your list nomination good bad
1: uh i'm still i still think it's one point honestly um because i really wanted to think it through before i actually like put it out there um and uh Yeah, like, um, there's no changes I would really make, really. Like, even, like, um, doing some of these replays of games I haven't played in, like, almost 10 years or something like that. Like, playing Kraken Time, it's like, oh, yeah, this is a great game. Um, I got to a boss fight just yesterday, actually, that wasn't like all that great. Um, but, like, um...
0: There's not a lot of great boss fights in Ratchet and Clank games, too. Yeah,
1: (laughs) but, like, um you Know it's still like getting to the boss fight was like still just as fun, and like the weapons are still just as cool. Um, and just like really, I, I really just like just playing that game. Play, that game is like just still so good. Um, there's something I wanted to bring up. Um, this that's like for both of us, um, <laughs> we we both put a game that came out like a month ago into our top 10, and like not even like. Different not, games no, right. to be not, clear. Yeah, different <laughs> games, but not not top ten, sorry, but like there were like like uh, both of our like, uh, both top fifteen. Like uh mine was um Devil May Cry, I think it was at fourteen years, at thirteen. Mm-hmm. Um d- do you think that would be like rose colored glasses in like in like a month or two from now? Or do you think it was like we I for me personally, like Devil May Cry is like, you know, it's up there. Because, like Obviously, I'm like I'm really into character action games, and like um I think this is just like literally the one of the best ever made, um in like in every way, shape, and form, um and like obviously like playing recently playing Devil May Cry three really like emphasized why I like that genre in general,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and why I saw how many people would say like um three was the best out of all of them, even like when I went to four, I was like, oh yeah, three is better. It's because of like the story beats and like um uh just the way they have you just play Dante instead of like switching to Nero, even though Nero's so much fun as well the playing four is just that um there's something about the way you- I just felt like the, the flow of that, um, the flow that they have in three, they just brought into, um, to the modern, like Mark, Mark, Devil May Cry five. And like, um, I just think that game just improves over it in, just in every aspect. Um, and even though it like, kind of like switch, like, cause like the, cause like, I, like, um, like a, a past judgment I have, of, like, old Devil May Cry games is just like, the platforming sections are just like this. They just always been awful. Um, in, in a way, that's kind of how you like break up the, um, I guess, the quote-unquote monotony of um, the hack-and-slash uh, through the entire game. So, like, the way they break it up now, because there's, there's almost no platforming. There is, but, like, that as much in Devil May Cry 5. Like, uh, you have you just play as different characters. So, like, um, or at least that's how I feel like they're, they mixed it up a little bit, because, like, B is so different from playing from Nero. Nero is so different from playing for Dante. Um I, I don't like that game is just like um, immense for me. I, I, I love it so goddamn
0: much. it's smart though. Cause like that leans into the strengths of that genre, right? Of like, Hey, we know we can make a character that's unique and fun to play. Let's just have you play three of them instead of have you do these kind of different things throughout the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's funny. Cause we, I think we talked on a recent episode of the podcast, uh, at least recent to when we we're recording this. Um, about how Sekiro is kind of like my DMC. It's like my Double May Cry 5. Uh-huh. Um, so it's it's fitting that they kind of fill a similar spot on our list. Yeah, it's it's, it's a similar thing for me. I think like uh, I have a lot that I'm writing about Sekiro. There's going to be something feature-ish soon, hopefully, that is more leaning into why I think that game works so well. But for me, I, I feel like Sekiro is kind of like a culmination of the things From Software has been doing and experimenting with. And yet it is also totally different and totally separate. Um, It's weird because Sekiro kind of fills the spot that Bloodborne was on my list originally, and I had both of them in my top 25, but it felt weird to have both of them there, so I took Bloodborne out in favor of Sekiro. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I feel they kind of fill similar gaps, and that was another thing I thought about a lot when I was writing the list of, like, games that, could also be top 25 games but are very similar to other top 25 games i have uh and i think sekiro is just better than bloodborne in every way like i and that's a weird thing to say is like i i'm someone that loves that game uh and has defended it and has like convinced people to play it uh and in some cases convinced people to play it by playing through the entire game with them i'm still working on a like an entire front to back playthrough with uh our friend justin grafias so like I, I'm a huge defendant of that game, but I think Sekiro just like ups the ante and streamlines everything that makes those games great into something that might ultimately be less accessible, uh, but more rewarding. At least for me, uh-huh. um, I think a, a cool thing about the Bloodborne's and the Dark Souls is that you you have these stats and these kind of like almost arbitrary RPG mechanics because at some point, like. Once your vitality hits like this soft cap, right, it's just kind of be diminishing returns after that point, and that's been true of all of their games uh and I think that's a problem with all of their games. It's a system that's essentially broken uh and and it's not outlined clearly and it's not it's not explicit in any way of how how it's kind of obtuse and and difficult to to master. Uh, and that at some point, the more you level up, it just doesn't really make that much of a difference. So I think Sekiro is smart to have just taken that whole thing out, right? It's right. A, ex- a system that's been exploited in the past. It's kind of lame, and it really doesn't mean that much anymore, uh, especially in a game like Bloodborne, where they just shrunk it down to six stats. Uh, so why not just take it out? And there, it really felt like across the board with Sekiro, From Software was like, we want to take the DNA of our recent games and but we want to really subvert the expectation of what this game is with that. Uh and a lot of it was just take that out, just take that out, just take that out, streamline, 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 make this in a way minimalistic in how its systems are layered. Um, but it made it like super pure. It's almost like uh going from like the 3D, like is it new Super Mario Bros to like Mario One, right? It's, it's Right. But and and maybe one isn't better for for most people. It certainly isn't better for me. um But it is kind of like pure in a way that is that's hard to replicate. And I think Sekiro is just pure front to back. It's pure from software. uh I think it's a really special game. And I think what they did, they accomplished so much with that game. If I was playing that game on PC where I didn't have to worry about performance or frame rate issues, that game is like a, an easy ten, in my opinion. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I I think, and I also find that to be a character action game that is in a genre I typically don't like. Um, but because they kind of backdoored their way into this genre and made their own like weird little slice of the genre pie with Securo, uh, they've made a character action game that I really like. So I think that's cool. Huh? Uh, is there any other big call-outs for your list?
3: um us as far as what i'm sorry
0: any like maybe recent additions or big changes that that surprised you when you were making it um so i had a lot i feel like well like one one thing that
1: really sticks out for me personally is like how high up i had dingham rock really
0: i thought it was super low too
1: like top 10 is like really high i feel but like oh i'm
0: thinking on my list it's pretty low on my list
1: yeah, I, I put it on number ten for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah you right. <laughs> oh, dumb. Um, but yeah, like um, I I those games really did something to me, like in a big way. Um, just as far as like being so engaged with a, with a story that you just like you literally couldn't stop. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean we all know your story and like um. Ugh. Like, like I, it was just similar for me too. It was just like just constantly, like even like, like what was it? What was the story for us for v three? Because I know like, um, because I think I think it was like literally like every time I did a chapter and every time someone died, I think I literally just had to stop the beat three because that was like the most vicious of it, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, of like the situations and in the way it went down. Because I know like, um, you beat the game way before me,
0: um, both me you me and the girl. Right? yeah um three you beat before me though right b3 yeah
1: i don't know i think um because i remember
0: like posting like my depression uh, <laughs> like oh, after, yeah. every time yeah, it right. happened um i i like two is my soft spot for the series and it was probably because i ended up playing it back to back with one uh-huh. um but yeah three definitely hooked me in in a similar way uh, I think like we talked about it a lot on that game of the year podcast, um, which was 2017. I think um, is I, I think three is a little disappointing in some ways. To some oh, extent. for sure, for sure. Uh, and it had I, a lot to live up to, you know.
1: Yeah, that's why one is still. I still feel is, still is the best of them. It's it's one. another
0: thing where like one is the most pure, right? Like yeah, literally what you just said earlier. <laughs> two is like very much trying to to surprise you and then it just goes completely off the rails by the end of it mm-hmm. and that's great and that I think that makes like two certainly more unique than than three is um but one is like the most like who done it and and kind of it's it's not straightforward because it's as crazy and obtuse as as all of them, but it is the most straightforward of the three mm-hmm. uh it's not like. It is wild how how everything plays out and and kind of the reveal of that of that game, the big reveal. Um, but it's not out of left field, and it 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 feels like a good payoff for what that game is and what that story is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think like the payoff in two is like a little cheap, um, and and maybe that's why I don't love the ending of that game. Uh, and I think the payoff in three is great, uh, but I don't know if they totally earn it. Whereas one, I feel the best about, um, I, you know, I just think it's
1: so as, a, as a standalone game in general. Cause like if it, if it just ended right there, you didn't know what was on the other side of the ball after they opened it. it like, that's like a perfect ending for that game. Yeah, <laughs> just it's, in it's general. Like, yeah. yeah.
0: And it's, it's another, it's very much like the inception ending of it's reflective of the person who played the game of if they think it was going to be okay, or if they think it was going to go to hell afterwards. So. Mm-hmm. It's cool. It's like Dangarapa One is a is a really cool game. It's certainly it's probably my favorite uh, visual novel I've ever played.
1: Yeah, it it kind of has to be for me. Yeah. Uh,
0: although, like you know, I don't, where would you compare Dangarampa versus like the Richie's Last Reward series? I guess we can look at your list.
1: Yeah, you can because it's on there. Um, Dangarampa is like uh, is definitely like something. More different than Virtue Slash Reward. Virtue Slash Reward, or not Virtue? Let's uh, say the Zero Escape series, and Zero like, and Escape. Not, that's what I meant. Yeah, you're fine. Um, and like uh, I said, nine 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 was my favorite because that one, like I said, kind of getting around, but that one like the most pure. Um, it was the most grounded I felt. Um, of the other of the other two, B L R. Um, Virtue Slash Reward. Like, um, I like that game a lot. Um, but it, for some reason, that built that game felt like it lost, lasted forever. For like some reason, like it's
0: kind of it's, a three, so like I get you.
1: <laughs> and like um uh zero time dilemma, uh, the third one um that one's that one's is, is just super solid, and super good for what it is. But like it was something about nine 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 and the, playing it that way, and like playing on the DS of all things, and like just getting like just getting this trippy story and like this just figuring everything out and I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna ask you something because I've still not played this game and I don't know if I can on the DS at this point I still want to but Hmm. um I just want to know because I'm I want to know if I have it right if not fine um because you keep talking about like this aspect of playing the first game on the DS that's very clutch to that experience and I'm gonna ask you and if I'm right you have to tell me or else it's entrapment um (laughs) is the the Puzzle that you have to solve just involve you closing the the DS. No, you've asked this question multiple times. That's not. Okay. It's not. I know it's not the, I, f- I felt like I had, might have asked it before. I just want to make. I now I have definitive evidence because <laughs> uh, they did that in Phantom Hourglass. That's all I wanted to say.
1: Yeah. Um. It, it's more of like a perspective type of thing. Um. When you play that game. Cool. Um. That's like that's really cool about it, and that's that's the thing about 999 on the DS, which is like which is really great. I like, you can you get the same experience, sure, um, playing in um and uh, on the modern on the Vita or even on PS4. But like you know, you get the gist of it, but like you don't you don't get like the mind blown type of thing because like it's it's something that's literally at the end when you play on DS. So
0: mm-hmm. yeah, there's a there's an aspect to like Hotel Dusk that is also similar. Another good bottom twenty five game if you're thinking about writing your own list at home. Hotel <laughs> Dusk. Man, we should put Ghost Trick on our shit. Yeah, I thought Ghost Trick was one that came up. Like I, did, I did think about it. Um,
1: I never beat that game though. That's the only reason I have not really. Been, but I, I love wild. that game.
0: <laughs> Ghost Trick is phenomenal. It, that game is too long. I've had there's enough time between then and now for me to say definitively that game is too long. But it is great, uh, unquestionably. Mm-hmm. The ending is insane. You don't do you not know how that game ends? I have no idea, dude. It's fucking nuts. <laughs> I can't even. If I told you, you wouldn't even believe me. So, um, oh,
1: hey, here's a question for you, Alex O'Neill. Yeah. Um, which games on your list have you literally only played once? Because we're we're people who like to replay games, but like, um, yeah, which game. ones have you? Which one is that? Because like, I think the one for me, other than the ones I haven't beaten, obviously, is like a uh, Tumble Without You Life, which is like number thirty-one yeah, on my that's, list.
0: That's a good pick.
1: Um, a game that I'll never play again because like there's I literally can't anymore.
0: <laughs> um, you bur- you like basically burned, <laughs> <laughs> like, totally got rid of. You've no access to that video game at all.
1: Yeah, I I gave it to Katie afterwards, that she gave it to um um her former sister in law, and then like um you know I I guess that's the thing with that game now, this game passed on, but like um it's beautiful. Sisterhood of the (laughs)
0: Traveling Tomodachi Life. (laughs) If these episodes had titles, that's what I'd name this. (laughs) Um,
1: But yeah, like that was like an insanely special game for me. Um, It it was literally my life when I was in Maryland and just worked and just came home and played fucking Tomodachi Life for like five hours straight. (laughs) <laughs> then go yep. back to work. Oh my God. Uh uh having my being married and having a daughter, and then like that little emotional thing scene that they still have in the end. And like I still have that video on my um I say that's the only thing I have from that game now. Just that that one video of um the, the credits of that game. to show my um my daughter grow up. Um and like I was spending time with her. Um, it's very special. I, I love that game. It makes me tear a, up every time I think about
0: it. I know. I love it. Dude. Your relationship with Tomodachi Life is like top five Irrational Passions, historic moments, I think. Uh, <laughs> it's just so great. It's it's like, you know, it was so real <laughs> also.
1: Yes, dude.
0: And I love how into it you were. Like, yeah. That, and it's, you know, like we all had fun with that game to some extent as well. So it was cool. Um, uh, There's a few on my list that I've only played Uh, Once, not a lot, which is embarrassing. (laughs) I'm thinking, I'm counting it as if I've played, replayed up to halfway through it, then I've replayed it. Um, But if I, if it's less than that, like some of these games I've gone back and like played the first level over again, Mm I'm not counting that. Um, So in like the top 10, uh, Hollow, no, mind. Hollow Knight, I've definitely replayed more than that.
1: Um, I mean, that game never ends, so. <laughs>
0: it's true, it's super long, so. Undertale, I've only ever played once still. Okay. Um, which is good. I think that's appropriate for that game, even though I will absolutely play it again. Fire Emblem Awakening, I've only ever finished once, one full playthrough of that game. Um, uh, Metal Gear Solid 5, I've only ever really played once. I've played, like, the tutorial over and over again in that game, but I don't count that. Um, uh, Dangarampa. I've only ever played once. Mm-hmm. um Sh- Russian Clank, feature Cracking Time. I've actually only pl- ever played once. um That's
1: I've right. think about the What about the Platinum? Yeah, right, yeah,
0: yeah. um uh, chrono Trigger. I've only ever played through once. Uh, Seriously? Which, which is weird for me. Wow. Like, that's dude. another game where I've I've kind of played the fir- the opening of it a few, quite a few times, but I've only ever like front to back played it through once. And it wasn't that long ago. I would say it was probably like 2012 was when I actually sat down and played Chrono Trigger. Um, that game's phenomenal. Mm. Um, Hellblade, I've only ever played once, but I've started a second playthrough of that. Um, Life is Strange, I've only, only ever played through once. Yeah, that's true to say what me. And Yoshi's Wooly World, I think that's the only other one. I've played a Ser's Wrath quite a few times. They kind of make you, but... <laughs> Uh, uh Dishonor 2, I've only ever played one. But that's, that is not a lot. I mean, in a game, a list of 50 games, I've played most of these multiple times. And that's embarrassing. <laughs> I've put, a, <laughs> just like, I've put four, maybe 400 hours into Stardew Valley alone, and that's just sickening. <laughs> um What about you? Any other games you haven't played through multiple times?
1: uh let me do a real quick run through uh like we say life is strange i only played through once
0: uh or trade it twice to be clear we're probably not going to go through the list definitely at this point we won't oh no 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 no! if you want to read them they're on twitter <laughs> and there will be like there'll be links to in whatever description this video or podcast has so you can look them up
1: and it's both our pin um, pin tweets. So I yeah, at the time
0: to... of the recording, is both our pin tweets. So, uh, which was it was nice to update that because I have not updated that in months. Um, like
1: weirdly enough, um, it's pretty much just Tomodachi Life and um, Life
0: is Strange. <laughs> That's really funny. See, the thing is, I also play. I did watch my roommate play through Life is Strange as well, so I have two of that yeah, under my belt. But I got that. Have you played? Yeah, you have. You have played Deadly Premonition multiple times. I was about to say, like, that's one to never replay ever again. But <laughs> I know you have. <laughs> yeah, I have. You have the platinum for that game, right?
1: I'm close to it. The, the, the game is glitchy. <laughs> surprise,
0: <laughs> surprise. Yeah, surprising nobody. Oh man, only played through the Dragon Ball Fighter Story once because that's all <laughs> you need. <laughs> it's actually more than what you need. Mm. Uh, one thing that you and i i think agreed was difficult was like modern games and incorporating a lot of like especially the last two years games uh onto the list what were some some of the big ones for you that that were hard to to work in
3: hard to work in um probably
1: yakuza zero Mm -hmm. um in and red dead redemption 2 even um like, cause like it's it's one of those things where it's like,
3: um, like I I like those games,
1: like, a a great ton. Like, um, like when I think about Yakuza, it's more of like that's more of like the encapsulation of the series, um, and like it, you could kind of say I wanted to give it more of a layup to have a little bit of representation on my list, so I, I got it up there a little bit more. apple Zero is the best of that, obviously, but like, um. Um at the same time though, um uh, Yakuza Zero is a is a great entry point for newcomers. I feel like um is very accessible. I feel um the story is the best of the series, and like I think you can really get wrapped into what that what those games are and what how deep it can get with those characters with that game um in particular.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And like uh with Red Dead Redemption, I have one into one there. Um like because I, I especially playing days gone recently like um it's kind of fucking with me playing that game now um as far as like an open world sense um i i I dabble in open world games um i'm not like like uh i'm no i'm no brandon jones i don't play open world games like on the reg or something like that but like um there's something about like the way but you right fuck there-
0: with far cry you know what i mean
1: <laughs> I've I, kinda I kind of fallen off of Far Cry. I
0: know. You used to fuck with Far Cry
1: though. <laughs> yeah, I, I love three and four was really, really fun. Um you don't
0: love open world games, but you fuck with Far Cry. That's like my official slogan for you, Dabushin.
1: Sure. <laughs> um But like um it's the way that the story is told and like um both one and two. Like there is just... They're, it's a, a, a 'Cause like like I I like I in like in in a general sense I, I like playing guaranteed auto games. Like I'm not like super deep into them. Like they're more of like games that I feel like I should play type of thing. Mm, <laughs> that's that's yes. basically that's basically what um Dave's gone. <laughs> like I feel like I should play this game.
0: <laughs> you're you're pushing that onto me as well, which I love.
1: Yeah. I feel like I should play just to kinda of just to know and not necessarily that it's quote unquote important, but like it's like you know, like 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 I said on the show, it's like it's it's nice to have a different palette every once in a while. just to like
0: perspective you know. is important. Yes, exactly. And, and like we, you kind of talked about it too on on four twenty one of IP was like, not that you have to play bad games sometimes to appreciate good games, but sometimes you shouldn't. You should play broader games, right? especially games that you think might not necessarily gel with you. Um to some extent if, yeah. if you want to talk about games especially like i i feel like it's not true of everybody but for us like i, I think playing some bad games has really given me a lot of perspective uh, mm-hmm. or, or playing good games that i think are bad uh yeah is is another big part of it uh, it, ma- it makes it easier to talk about games if you know the spectrum of quality yeah or if, if you can at least talk from experience when you we talk about rougher games,
1: and you can even say like, you know, like something like <laughs> something like um oh, I, something I actually want to talk about like, like Guilty Pleasures on our list, um like Sonic Adventure, um that game obviously, but I could talk about that game in a way where it's like you can see the enthusiasm in me when I talk about it and you're like, oh yeah, like I see why you like it. I'm never going to touch it but like I can see where you appreciate it and what you really love about it and the time you spent with it and stuff like that. And like, I feel like playing games like that and like, you know, having the right perspective of it and like be able to like vocally say why you appreciate it or don't appreciate it or something like that. Like that's something that happens when you like try different things every once in a
0: while. You know, yeah. kind of like food. Yeah uh it's it's good it's like really good for you i think you feel better about the things that you like if you do do that Uh um and i i you know i it gives you perspective on the things other people like in the cases in which you don't like it you know like uh you you have to protect me from playing another wolfenstein game again because i know i'll hate it uh, mm-hmm. but like seeing what people like about that game at least gives me some perspective on other people's tastes in games um,
1: but uh, the guilty pleasure thing like you didn't really have or did you
2: have like a guilty pleasure
1: I feel like there yeah. are
0: guilty pleasures on here I feel like when I laid my stake in the ground and said Metal Gear Solid 5 is my favorite Metal Gear Solid game that's sure a little guilty pleasure you know? okay okay and, and I and I put in like the the like the post of that like kind of like Final Fantasy 15 I kind of like that game more because it's fucked up mm-hmm. like it has endeared it to me more and more over time Uh, and especially like the kind of Metal Gear Solid V versus Metal Gear Solid 5 like pseudo narrative that the fans have created around the game <laughs> you know like I like that stuff and it, it is when I think back to the most fun I've had playing Metal Gear like 5 takes it mm-hmm. a mile you know um i love the stories of some of the other metal gear games but i don't ever want to play them again because i hate how they play <laughs> <laughs> like i hate how metal gear Solid 2 plays i love metal gear salt Two. hate i cannot play that game it's so frustrating for me i've done it i've played those games multiple times you know right then and, and four is fine i think four is rough but it's fine but you know it it Five is like I get kind of like the weird story. I get like a game I can listen to podcasts while I play. And I also get like amazing stealth and action all in one. So it, it is the best of all worlds for me. Mm-hmm. Uh also Metro Prime Two is like a is one of my okay. weirder picks. Like most people Nobody likes two. Basically, the gist I've gotten from it is that nobody likes Metro Prime Two. Um, because you're like other beams have ammo, uh, not just your missiles and power bombs and all that. Like pretty much everything that you have has ammo. It's a lot more restrictive. It's a lot harder. Um, but I love Metro Prime too. I think it's so good. It's so. It is weird. Um, I feel like PT also guilty pleasure. Okay. Uh, I I was I texted you after I posted the list about how proud I was of putting PT on my list. Like, right? This is a video game. Like make get a real hot take right there, um but I don't know i I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily consider that a whole thing, but I think it has only become more a whole thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as it has like faded from existence and been like wiped off the internet you know uh-huh. uh so i and I think that thing, what it was, regardless of what it could have been or or was promised to be, I think what p t is even for all of its frustrations, is like incredible, uh and it's a thing that got me into horror games so uh and then okay. i have my like ape escapes and tombas you know the normal
1: yeah game. that is true ape escape I, I, I don't think i've ever heard you talk about ape escape honestly
0: i love ape Escape's like a series i grew up on right it's nothing i play now but like the first ape escape i probably played through like 15 times uh ape escape 2 is my favorite of them because i i love the levels in it the most mm-hmm. um especially the final level in the world. that game is so great um, but yeah that's like another like that was like my ps1 game i played all the weird ps1 games you know right uh, that no one ever talks about so like i never have a chance to talk about them because i've no one to talk to about them but a lot of people were stoked to see tombo on my list and i'll shout out to those people <laughs> uh do you have any other ones any weird guilty pleasure i mean you've got a lot i feel like your whole list is guilty pleasures.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um you know, like, Deadly Premonition, obviously, is on my list. Um,
0: 10 out of 10, Destructoid.com, though, so. Yeah. yep. just saying.
1: <laughs> Jim Sterling. Um,
3: really uh, th- yeah. Sure. I, but I think there's quality there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, mm, Kind of No
2: More Heroes?
1: Like I, I, yeah. I got I kind of better appreciation of the game. So much more playing it, replaying it again. Like I've always had it like super high. Like it's lower than what it used to be. But like, s- still though, it still resonates with me so hard. That game. I love also, so like,
0: we have to like step out of our little weird circle and say like, Asura's Wrath is definitely like a okay. Romantic. Yeah, you're totally but right. Too, you and me, we've always had each other's <laughs> backs and be like, yeah, Osiris <laughs> Wrath, the fucking truth, right there. But nobody else likes that game. <laughs> No, there's like I think a lot of people like Osiris Wrath, but I don't know if a lot of people would have included it in their favorite 50 games. If you've not played that game, you're fucking up, dude.
1: Yeah, you're totally right. Osiris Wrath is like such like that's the guilty pleasure of the game. Yeah, that's,
0: that's,
1: that's, that's
0: so it's, it's what's bond. It's a one of our many bonds together. Um, yeah, that game is to pay for the ending. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> unforgivable some might say but boy i love that game mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. another like maybe problematic choices around that game but fuck it man i love it
3: yeah dude
0: um yeah i know you got. i i feel like you've got you and i both have an equal amount of like maybe not the norm picks yeah. um but but more specific to us
1: i guess um i guess we could close out now with us just asking like um like, what ones that we were expecting on each other's list and didn't really make it? Like, um, that's a
0: good question.
1: Cause, like, um, I know you talked highly about Final Fantasy 15. Like, is it because Seven's on the list that you didn't put 15 on the
0: list? Yeah, pretty much. Like, I, and I thought about it too. I, I almost put it on there it's just like as a total cheat to my own rule. But, you know, it was just like I didn't want to have two Final Fantasy games on there. Sure. Uh, like, Crystal Chronicles is another game that I love. Not that I would, I don't know if I would put that on a top fifty list. I don't know if it would make the cut. Um, but yeah, that's that that is like one that I also probably wouldn't put in place of Final Fantasy Seven or something like that.
3: Uh what know, so. like where, where, where would fifteen be for you if it wasn't on this list? That's a very good question.
0: Let's see. It would be pretty high. I would say I, I, I know I've like gone back and forth on like it was you reminding me how highly I spoke of that game right when I went back to it for the gold edition and played all the DLC and stuff because mm-hmm. uh, I had like kind of forgotten about how I felt about it because we got so far past it. And also like the Final Fantasy 15 news, I feel like just got more and more depressing. Um, I would probably put. uh, I would probably put it at either 17 or 18. Okay. Okay. Uh which would be right behind Tetris Effect or uncharted 4. Uh, okay.
1: Um another one I didn't see on your list. Um I thought it would be like you know the 2D version and 3D version would be like different things for you but like um a link to the past.
0: Another one I did think about. Uh, I did, like I I've done I've not done the Zelda delineation delineation between 2D and 3D uh before. I've always kind of kept it as one. Maybe I should um, because I sh- a, a big the bigger reason is I should do like a console Zelda and a handheld Zelda because I feel like a lot of those games, the handheld ones, do not get talked about enough. Sure. Uh, if I did have a link to the past on the list, it would probably be like number six. Uh, I probably would have dumped it a little bit just because like newer ver- newer members of that series. I think changed my perspective on the older ones. So, so normally it would have maybe been number two. It was on my old list, but now I would probably put it at number six.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Um, and yeah, like that's a, that's a tough one. Like, you know, kingdom hearts two went down a slot, which was a big deal for me. Right. Um, because I think when I ended up playing tales of Vesperia definitive edition, it's like, it oh. went from four to five for point of reference. It was like, man, this is like, this is such a complete thing, and it's so good, and it's it has so much, and it's all you know one standalone thing, and it, maybe it's a little bit of a cheat, and it's kind of a shitty reason, but like Tales of Vesperia being the whole story in one kind of like was one of the deciding factors when I put it above Kingdom Hearts Two Final Mix, where it's like very much like the dark middle chapter, uh-huh. um. But I also thought about putting Kingdom Hearts two slash Kingdom Hearts three and having right. them in that slot. I don't know if you had that thought as well.
1: I I kind of do. Um, I kind of did, but like Final Mix is just like is is it's still the just, whole package, you know? Yeah, it's, it's just the thing for me. Um, with Vesperia, though, like um, like post like postmortem, like before, like um, before um. The Defended Edition and everything like that, and like obviously your recent replay of it again. Um like where like your general thoughts of that game, like where would you like it's like, oh, it's one of my favorite games, but like was it like top
0: five favorite games? Yeah, it was it was number five on okay. this before. So okay. yeah, I would and I I said it and I will still say it. Uh it's one of the best JRPGs ever made. And I think it was before uh it was like a thing that I really liked about the Definitive Edition and just like the PS3 version of that game as a whole is there is like new dialogue that's kind of like in and around certain scenes that actually explains certain things that happen better. Uh, and it makes oh. it a little bit of a clearer picture. It, it's kind of retconning information into the game. Because uh, a lot of these aren't like necessarily new cutscenes or like they're just like add ons of dialogue in already existing ones, uh but it like makes things a little bit clearer on some things I was a little bit less sure about originally uh and not in a bad way it didn't like over explain, which is a thing that tales games specifically tend to do um it it just filled in the blanks enough as to like why is this person here or what was this thing, or why is this happening, or why does that look like that um little things like that and it it also brought it up a little bit, so mm-hmm. I don't know, like. There was I considered taking The Last of Us out of my top five, but like I I really sat and thought about like how the the emotional effect that had on me after playing it, but also like the the kind of how it changed my concept of storytelling and choice and like what a villain is, uh, and and how much I still think about that game. You know, was uh-huh. like, I came back to, so. Uh, for your list, I don't know if I can't necessarily. I'm very bad at like thinking of something that's not there, right? Right. Um, I w- I am surprised to see not just Dragon Ball Fighters on the list, and I'm surprised not to see it higher. Um You also included like Budokai Three and Hyper Dimension. Yeah. Um. Well. <sighs>
1: I mean, because that, that game is still fantastic, I still love that game. I still play that game every once in a while. Um, you know, it, it's it's kind of... I guess it's mostly because of uh, Max is the um, Maximilian guy I follow. It's, like, why I'm, like... Well, it's not as high, not higher than it should be, or what you think it should be, or, or what you think I think it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just, like, you know, the mechanics-wise and stuff like that, and it's, like, uh, uh just like certain, just little things that they could have done better and slightly better. Like the roster is like very Goku heavy, and like um, you know, you could get a little bit weirder with it. Like um, like I'm still waiting for a character to be in there. Um, Khalifa, um, to Sir. <laughs> like I, I really want her to be in the game, and like that still hasn't been announced. And like um, it is is more of a Saiyan power in that game. Like I was, I would like a little bit more differentially different characters. Like I would like Master Roshi in that game or something like that. Just to like mm, spice yeah. it up, up, um, different type of characters. Um, you know, like uh, this is like little wants and needs, and like um, uh, but I still think that game is fantastic and it's still super fun. Um, it's still like al- like almost everything I would want in a Dragon Ball Z game. Like if I were to say, that were to, um, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah,
3: definitely, almost everything I would want.
0: Uh, I feel like there's, I guess I was surprised at how high Undertale was, but also like Undertale slowly crept up my personal list as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just kind of, I feel like I, the further away I get from that game, the more fondly I think about it. Yeah. Not true of most video games.
1: It's Like I said, it's something I, I, I literally think about almost every day of my life. I think about Undertale in one way or another. Like, e- e- even, like, obviously, because, like, I have, like, the soundtrack playing while I'm driving my car or something like that. This, like, there's something about that game in particular, and, like, in almost every way, just, like, just, like, sticks with me. I have only played through it twice, like um on PC and on Vita, and like, e- even in a weird way, like, playing Deltarune feels wrong because of I played Undertale. That's why I've never beaten Deltarune. <laughs> like, I have it on PC, I have it on Vita, I have it on... No, not Vita, I have it on, have it on PS4, and I have it on Switch, because it's free, but I, I just can't bring myself to play that because, like, I played Undertale, and I had my experience with Undertale. Um, I had that story with Undertale, and I had those characters in Undertale, and, like, even if it's really good with Delta Rune, it's like it's like it's kind of like it's kind of like more like w- making a sequel to something that you didn't really need. Like yeah. making a sequel to The Last of Us for like for some people, it's just like no, you shouldn't do that. Um, even if it's like if it's like a, a spinoff or whatever, it's like just bringing back even like similar similar elements of it is like it's it doesn't feel right with me right now. And like uh, this is some this come from guy who didn't finish Delta Rune, so like I can't really like speak too much of like the quality of that, but like. Um, you know, it's it's may I'll get to it eventually, I I believe, but like is this like right now, is it's like it doesn't feel right to play that after Undertale. <laughs> I don't know.
0: I get you. I, I I definitely feel that to some extent for me as well. Uh is there anything on your list that you're or anything that's not on your list that you feel like maybe should be, but you haven't played it yet? Um
2: that's
3: that's a weird question. It is a weird uh,
2: question.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to think of or, the same. Or me. are you are you asking like uh, you stop, yet? a game that should be on my list that like I've actually had play, but like I like is like for the quality of the game that it should be on the list, but like I I, I didn't put it on my list. Like maybe. something like Shadow of the Colossus.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe or or like I'm originally I'm thinking like. A game that you're like, oh, I bet I would love that if I played it, but I just haven't played it yet, and it would totally be on this list if I had. I don't know it, if there's it, that that's that's true. Shot is that? It,
1: because I'm I'm really open with no, I'm not I'm really open, but like I'm I'm open with games for the most part, so like I'm willing to try anything and if it. That, that's why that's a weird question for me because like um.
0: It's true. You probably yeah. would have tried it by now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tokyo Mirage Sessions maybe could be on my list, but we'll never know, I guess. <laughs> In the shrink wrap, uh, um, you, you don't have a Wii U anymore, right? No, I do. It's oh, just okay, very dusty. Okay, it's in some deep closet somewhere, I think. Uh, any other weird ones on my list for you?
3: Um, not necessarily. I think we pretty much covered everything.
0: Yeah, I will say, I'm very glad there was a moment where I was unsure of keeping hellblade on my list um I recently went back to, to play it uh actually for an episode of indie piece which okbeast okay has now announced so oh that's uh, your game I thought it would be spelunky uh it's not although I should p- p- like just pitch blessing on a season 2 episode where we just talked about spelunky um uh, but yeah I went back and replayed hellblade just the opening couple hours that game is incredible uh honestly I'm well, I'm almost thinking it should be higher on my list, uh-huh. but uh, I'm very glad that I didn't end up cutting it. That was like one of the ones on the chopping block that I might've just taken off completely just to clear up room. But yeah. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Unless you have any other closing thoughts. Oh, I do have one question cause, uh, and then I swear we'll end it. Uh, it was like, I, I, I might've done this a little bit more uniquely than than others would have but the actual positioning on my list of like how like if you ask me how did final fantasy 7 end up as number 14 it was really like where it ended up was based on the two games around it and i don't know if you did it that way or if you kind of like felt it out in a different way oh god how did i do it um cuz like when i was going through the list it was like Okay, I w- I would put Okami above Metal Gear Solid Five. I don't know if I would put it above Uncharted Four. I guess it's between those two.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's kind of like something like, like Life is Strange. Like I didn't know re- exactly where I wanted to put that it, but like I knew that game was like really important to me. Mm-hmm. And like, and it's kind of like looking at it, it's kind of weird to have it like above Mario Odyssey, like, it's, yeah. like a, a game like I play like a, a like a pure gameplay game to, with like a story game, but like that story really got to me. And like, um yeah it's There's, something like that
0: there was one on the fly edit and I don't know if people who ended up watching me while I was tweeting out the list caught it but there were in real time I was like I can't have Ape Escape 2 above Mario 3D World that's disgusting <laughs> <laughs> so I switched those two uh, and then it's like oh Whoa. okay
1: yeah because yeah. like when you say it like that because like I I moved Sonic Adventure down like, a couple of times
0: because yeah. of that <laughs> you're like I can't can't do this (laughs) because yeah there was definitely like I tweeted out Ape Escape and I realized the next game was like Mario like one of the best platformers I've ever played I was like I can't I gotta go back and (laughs) switch this real quick Uh, but I think that was the only on the fly edit I made aside from forgetting um, Paper Mario which was a terrible mistake. Uh, that's good. I'm glad Sonic Adventure was yours. <laughs> Appropriate one.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Um. Thanks, everybody, so much for listening. Uh, I imagine this will be on the Irrational Passions Presents feed. If you've not heard anything on this feed before, it's kind of like a collection of weird side stuff or uh, audio features or, or like mini things or mini projects that we have that we want to give to you in podcast form. Uh and if you're watching this on YouTube, thanks. You found it. <laughs> you got us. Uh Namishin, oh, you're... oh.
1: Um yeah, also if um if anybody wants to do this, please tweet at me. I I love looking at people's um thoughts and feels on video games. Um, yeah,
0: just don't tweet them at me and not at Namishin, because that means you're giving me credit for it and not Namashin.
1: Dude <laughs> Latest episode of OKD's, OK right? Yeah. Like Blessing was talking about like oh like the um they're, this is a top fifty thing going on like then Alex put out there and like shout out to Alex for making that and like and thank God for Alex Van Aken that's why I tweeted thank God for you or something like that because he was like no started first he's like oh yeah Novicey did it anyway
0: and that's that's literally what happened. I'm like man so funny um uh, yeah if you want to do this tweet at both of us I'd lo- I'd love to see it too uh, a couple of people have already done it I'm mm-hmm. very excited about it
1: shout out Nicole um, and Brandon.
0: Yeah, uh, check out their list. Uh, Nabashin, you're at Nabashin186, N-A-B-E-S-H-I-N 186 on Twitter. Been, it's been a minute since I did that. Um, and I am Alfighter27, which spells just like it sounds. Uh, 27 at the end. That's no, spelled out. Um, Thanks, everybody, for listening. I guess uh, have a good one. Bye. Bye.